0: Let's get into it. Welcome to the show. This is Having a Blast. My name is Kyle. I am the host of this podcast. As you probably already knew, I hope you all are doing well out there in real life beyond the land of podcasts. Today, I am going to be doing another deep dive, although the information on this one is a bit sparse, I've got to say. I've looked around, I've scoured the internet for more information on this particular record, and maybe I'll stumble across an interview on YouTube later and then revisit this one because, I've yet to find a ton of information on this record, but I'm going to do my best. And today I want to highlight a record that I fell in love with all the way back in 1998, which was some time ago now. And this album is one of my favorites. I just happened to buy it on the same days, the day that I bought Hello Rock v by Less Than Jake, which is another record that we could do a deep dive on. Also one of my favorite records. But today we're going to be highlighting slowly going the way of the buffalo by the almighty mxpx and it's kind of astonishing to me now that i think about it that i haven't done a deep dive on mxpx yet shame on me however Better Late Than Never, right? I'm sure we'll be discussing MXPX in further future episodes, so this will not be the only one, I guarantee it. But this is a fantastic record, by all accounts considered a classic right now. They have a lot of classic records at this point. They're a very prolific band. Mike Carrera, specifically, is an incredibly prolific songwriter. I've always enjoyed his songwriting since the first time I heard them and hearing one ad on a compilation album that I got for free at a Christian bookstore, subsequently buying their albums. Teenage Politics is the one that I first fell in love with. I remember going to my grandparents' lake house and taking just that CD with me and my Walkman and just immersing myself in their fun, catchy pop punk that wasn't overly thought out. It seemed as though these were kids that maybe were just a little bit older than me, but they were writing songs that I could realistically write. And that was very, very enticing and empowering at the same time, because I knew I could mimic these four chord songs. And create my own songs if I wanted to, because they were doing it and they were giving us permission to do it. And it was wholesome. And, you know, they were, for lack of a better term, Christians within a punk band. I know a lot of people just made the blanket assumption that they were a Christian band. And maybe they were at one point and then slowly transitioned once they got into the secular world of music. But Slowly Going the Way of the Buffalo came out in the year 1998, and I remember purchasing it from a record store and immediately listening to it in my Walkman and loving that first song, Under Lock and Key. One of my favorite MXPX songs. The very first band that I ever started with, a couple buddies of mine, we covered this song, and it was always a blast to play. It's a great opener, catchy pogo, pop punk. It has that bad religion beat in it. And what's cool, which I didn't realize, but Greg Hetson actually makes an appearance on this record from Bad Religion. And they also supported Bad Religion in the UK in support of this particular record. I also happen to see MXPX as direct support for Blink 182, one of the bigger first shows that I went to that I remember going to at the age of 14 in 1998 at Liberty Hall and Lawrence and they were supporting this record that's also where I bought Act Your Age by Homegrown and Blink-182 was still supporting Dude Ranch because it had come out maybe seven or eight months before that that show in particular had a lasting impact on me and I think about it often I was just at Liberty Hall the other night to see Descendants play and I was standing in the same spot that I stood while I watched Blink-182 play with MXPX and Homegrown 23 years ago which is insane to me now but yeah time moves so without further ado we're going to do a deep dive on slowly going the way of the buffalo by mxpx slowly going the way of the buffalo is the fourth studio album in full length released by american punk rock band mxpx and it was released in 1998 the exact date was june 16th 1998 so it was a summer record always a great time to release a catchy pop punk record the artwork is amazing i like how they made the buffalo scene grainy and black and white and i like the logo that they have with all lowercase letters as well as the album title too those are all lowercase slowly going the way of the buffalo the album title was taken from a letter that a fan had written to the band complaining that the band was changing and was slowly going the way of the buffalo gotta love those fans right the ones that are gonna take time out of their day to write you a nasty letter This was before Twitter and Instagram. The comment section didn't exist. You had to literally write a letter in order to talk crap on your favorite band. But yeah, it influenced and inspired the album title. And I think it's a great tongue in cheek album title, especially for them at this point in their career. Four albums in, this is the first album that was fully released by AM, which was a major label. So they were poised for stardom, and I'm sure there was a lot of people either completely discounting MXPX or under the assumption that they were gonna be the next big thing. Could've gone either way. And honestly, it kind of landed right in the middle, didn't it? So I want to talk a little bit about the background of the album. So due to the success of MXPX, their single Chick Magnet from their previous album, which is also one of my favorite records, Life in General, the band signed a multi-album contract with a Records, which was a subsidiary of Sony, I believe. And a had previously signed a deal with Tooth & Nail to co-market Life in General, co-release that record. And I'm sure that helped them garner widespread attention. It's always good to have that major label budget behind you when it comes to marketing, this market deal was, quote, cobbled together in order to sign the band to get them to upstream, according to an AM chairman, and his name was Al Cafaro. So MXPX, in an effort to move away from the sound of life in general, the band quote Dirtied things up a little bit End quote According to vocalist And bassist Mike Carrera For Slowly Going The Way Of The Buffalo So they wanted to write A little bit more of A grown up album I guess They wanted to slow things down A little bit Because man Life in general Just doesn't let up There's so many Double time songs On that record And I know Yuri Has talked about How Steve Kravak Who was the producer For Life in general And also the producer For Slowly Going The Way Of The Buffalo Really worked him hard And made sure that Those drum performances Were as perfect As they possibly could be The band and refrained from making the album sound like it was produced in a lab, which is kind of a funny thing to note for this particular record. It's interesting because this record actually does sound pretty polished and it was polished for the time. Absolutely. I don't know if they were necessarily using pitch correction like they did the following year on Enema of the State. I don't know if it was necessarily that produced. I mean, obviously it wasn't, but to say that it wasn't produced in a lab is insinuating that they wanted to go for more of a raw tone, more of a raw musical experience. And it's a pretty polished record. I mean, the tones are great, drums sound great, vocals sound amazing, guitars cut right through. There's no bells and whistles, really, but there is definitely a solid production on this record. And as I mentioned, Greg Hetson, the frontman and vocalist for Bad Religion, has guest vocals on the song The Downfall of Western Civilization. And part of me feels like he had a hand in writing that title. Maybe they just wrote that title and said, that sounds like a Bad Religion tune. We should get Greg to sing on this. To generate hype and AM picked a thousand, I wonder if it was exactly a thousand, of the band's fans from April to June 1998, sent them a CD of songs from the album. And despite the band's sizable fan base, the label was not approaching the album with incredibly high expectations, apparently. The vice president of AM estimated the album would easily achieve selling 100,000 copies in sales, which at the time, that wasn't a lot of records because there was bands that were selling multi million and multi platinum levels worth of albums. And that was seen as a success. Anything below that, 100,000, that's kind of a pesky amount in the eyes of the major labels, especially at that time. On May 6th, I'm Okay, You're Okay was sent to modern rock radio stations. And I remember seeing this music video on 120 Minutes and Matt Penfield giving high praise to MXPX. So that was pretty cool to see them get the attention on MTV. That was the first time I'd ever seen MXPX on anything associated with MTV, so that was cool. Four years previous to that, I discovered Green Day on 120 Minutes as well. So I think Matt Penfield, he enjoyed those punk rock bands and he really liked this third wave of pop punk. The band, MXPX, then supported Bad Religion on their tour of Europe in May of 1998, and then Slowly Going the Way of the Buffalo was released on June 16th through a m Records. From June 30th, for five weeks, the band played on the 1998 edition of the Warp Tour, and in August... The band supported Blink-182, that show that I was mentioning earlier, and I did see them on Warp Tour that year as well in Lawrence, Kansas. It was dusty that day because that's when they had it out at a large skate park, and then it disappeared. And then the following year in 1999, we had to go to St. Louis to see Warp Tour, and it didn't come back until, I want to say 2001. No, not 2001. It was 2002, and that was the first year that Game Time played. As far as reception of the record goes, slowly going the way of the Buffalo, the album charted at number 99 on the Billboard 200 and at number 2 on the Top 10 temporary Christian chart. It's certified gold in January 2000 by the Recording Industry Association of America. So it did go gold. And I would imagine it sold several copies since. But yeah, for a major label record, it did not go platinum. They did not sell a million records. Altogether, I'm sure they have by now. I'm sure they've sold many millions of records just because they're such a prolific band and they put out 10 full lengths by this point. So yeah, Steve Kravac, the producer, he was doing a lot of really cool stuff around this time. He produced a Blink record as well. He did Cheshire Cat. He was also doing a lot of tooth and nail records around this time. I remember I really liked his production on Burnout by Slick Shoes. He also did some work with Less Than Jake. He recorded the and produced the record Borders and Boundaries, which would come out a couple years later on Fat Records. And yeah, it was a successful record from an independent label standards. Maybe not quite up to snuff for the major labels, but I think they had unrealistic expectations for pop punk bands around that time. It was recorded at Robert Lang's studio In Seattle, Washington, and it's right at 40 minutes and 30 seconds. So pretty long record. I mean, it's got 16 songs on it. Some of the best MXPX, in my opinion. I mean, there's songs from this record that are staples among their set list live. Tomorrow's Another Day is one that I see them playing all the time still. It seems as though they play I'm okay, you're okay, and Cold and All Alone a lot as well. Invitation to Understanding. There's a lot of great songs on this record. Party My House Be There, that's a fun one. But I do feel like at this point in their career they were probably trying to shed the Christian band image a little bit. I know they mentioned that in a couple of interviews around this time. Although the album, Slowly Going the Way of the Buffalo, contained a couple of Christian-oriented songs, such as Tomorrow's Another Day, the band by this time was seen as firmly within the punk rock territory of all the bands that you would see at Warped Tour. As I said, they went on tour with Bad Religion, so they were trying to shed that image a little bit, I'm sure. This was also their chance to really break out in the mainstream. And at that point, the only Christian band that I had heard on alternative radio was Jars of Clay, and that was sort of an anomaly. So I think there was probably... Trepidation for them to continue hanging on to any type of Christian band label. And you know, they signed to a major label. So I would imagine they had stars in their eyes and they wanted to be as big as Green Day. They wanted to get bigger than that. If they signed to a major label, that was probably the goal. Behind the scenes, they wanted to be a household name. They wanted to become full blown rock stars. And in my eyes, they were full blown rock stars. And I don't know how much more rock star you can get than those three. Even Yuri, his quirky charm, neighbor next door dude your buddy he's the guy that they made a song in reference to him as the chick magnet and then subsequently the funny music video that came after that i think we all appreciated the fact that yuri had a sense of humor and didn't take himself too seriously even if you had the charismatic front men of tom and mike and it just made them a very charismatic band and there's still part of me that wonders why they didn't fully blow up because they were poised to do so especially with slowly going the way of the Buffalo. Maybe there just wasn't that song that connected with the audience, connected with the market in such a way that what's my age again did with their tongue-in-cheek music video where they're all running around naked that was a great way to grab attention maybe mxpx just didn't have that song that was going to grab the attention of the marketplace i'm okay you're okay is a wonderful single and a wonderful mxpx song but i don't necessarily think it's the song that everybody associates mxpx with and i don't necessarily think that was a song that was going to put them on the map but that was the first single from slowly going the way of the buffalo and i don't know if you really had much more of a single beyond that maybe party my house because people like to party and maybe that would have latched on with a key demographic but for whatever reason it didn't so still an iconic and legendary band nevertheless A 1998 profile in Rolling Stone even noted that the band's work with Tooth and Nail created the misinterpretation that MXPX are a Christian rock band. Indeed, in contrast to the content of their first releases, Slowly Going the Way of the Buffalo largely put aside explicit references to the band's religious beliefs. And although most of the songs carried social critiques, the album also developed the band's lighthearted side with tunes such as the one I mentioned earlier, Party My House Be There. And while the band's musicianship had improved with each release, production on its albums remained as sparse as ever, with Herrera's frantic vocals competing for notice over the band's straightforward and energetic playing. Typical of the reviews were Ride BMX's approval of MXPX's 1998 compilation, Let It Happen, which they also released that same year, B-Side's record, and I remember falling in love with a lot of the songs on this one too. It's great high-energy stuff that will make you run as fast as you can until you get cramps and then fall over wanting more, end quote from that particular publication and on the other hand in the wake of multi-million selling albums by blink 182 and green day with whom they were often compared mxpx's bid for the wider crossover success disappointed some critics a los angeles times review of a 2001 concert dismissed mxpx as punk light <laughs> Despite their optimistic lyrics shattered across rapid beats and loud, fast, electric guitars, the band has yet to add anything meaningful to the punk genre unless you count the Christianity of its members, end quote, harsh. Man, critics, am I right? They're always critiquing things, but yeah obviously incorrect the band is prolific they've had quite a legacy they're still going strong I feel as if they are just banking on everything right now Mike Carrera is such a stud when it comes to marketing himself and his band I think they do very very well for themselves I know they're doing the weekend tours where they can work throughout the week because I know Tom and Yuri have jobs day jobs and families and things like that so they go to a major city for an entire weekend they sell out two or three shows and then they don't tour again for a couple months and I know that's been dampened with COVID and everything, but I really like that approach and it seems to be working well for them. Mike Carrera has an excellent podcast and I would definitely check that out. He's up to almost 300 episodes at this point. But yeah, that's my deep dive into MXPX, slowly going the way of the Buffalo. I wish there was more information on the record and it would be cool if Mike would come on my show and do a retrospective of every single MXPX record. But if he doesn't want to do it on my show, I would very much so like like him to do that on his show and I would listen to it with fervent attention because I would love to know the history and stories behind all of those classic records. And the record that they put out in 2018 is fantastic as well, the self-titled. I want to get my buddy Tyler Harms on and discuss that record because he says that's his favorite MXPX record of all time, and I think that's a really cool sentiment to have a favorite record from a band that's been going strong for nearly 30 years. To designate their newest record as being your favorite, that's really cool. So we're going to talk about that. All right. Well, we've got some cool interviews lined up. I am looking forward to speaking with people. I can't wait for you guys to hear those. I hope you are having a wonderful day and a wonderful rest of your week. I hope you had a great Labor Day weekend. Listen to some MXPX tunes because, man, they're so needed right now. They're classic. I feel good anytime I listen to MXPX. They're such a great band. All of their live streams have been fantastic. Check those out as well. I will talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. That way, big decisions, overwhelming